Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance and jam-packed. We are on an incredibly busy little moment in the sports universe. Let's just sort of consider where we are. Let's take stock with the assembled members of the hashtag crew here. We got the NFL huge quarterback moves being made and free agency starting next week. We've got the NBA going down its home stretch, and we have the Nets at Philadelphia tonight. And we have championship week going on in college basketball. Selection Sunday is this weekend, and then on we go into the madness of March and the sheets of integrity and everything else. Plus, golf's fifth major is going on as we speak. The Players' Championship, they are actually on the course as we speak right now, and I'm looking forward when I get home to watching lots and lots of it today and for the rest of the weekend. So this about, if you are a sports fan, Hembo, it's about as good as it gets. Aren't you going to finish the list? What's the ending of the list? Major League Baseball and its players are negotiating a new collective bargaining agreement (laughs) and have been for the last three months. You know, here's what I have come to observe about you. And I've, I've told this on the air many times. Whatever it is you think you love in your life, you don't love it as much as Hembo loves baseball. Now, here's what I will say. Whenever bad things happen to the Jets, people like to sort of take that out on me as though it's me doing it. Or if I ever on Twitter or on a talk show or whatever it is, criticize another team, people's response will be, oh, yeah, well, how about the Jets? I must be sometimes be reminding people, I am not the Jets. The Jets are a team I root for. I have sort of lived and died with my whole life, and it will always be that way. But I do not derive any of my own sense of self from how good or bad the Jets are. I feel sometimes like you do, like the fact that this is happening in baseball right now bothers you in a different way. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Not not to get sentimental or emotional here, but for me and for other people who love baseball sort of religiously like I do, like the traditional baseball calendar, where everything is supposed to go, Mm -hmm. it's not merely a, a series of chronological events. What it is, to me at least, is the metronome of my life. So during the spring and summer months, baseball is this constant companion. And then obviously the games get great in October, and then you sort of forget about it for a while. You know, the the holidays come and go, you get wrapped up in football. But then in February, every single year, you know, when the snow thaws, and it, it just happens every spring. And you go outside, the weather's warmer, and you feel differently, and it smells like baseball. There's no baseball right now. There's nothing like it. So it does feel to me like I'm a, I'm a hibernating bird in the wrong spot at the wrong time. So I am somewhat disrupted. You're exactly right. Do birds hibernate? Isn't it bears that hibernate? Uh, do, I, I are use, there birds that hibernate? Migrate. I'm thinking of a migrating yes, bird. I don't th- think they hibernate. Bears hibernate. It's a shame because that was such a good little monologue. You know, like <laughs> you really... <laughs> It's sort of like I mixed up my analogies. All right, it, it it's sort of as though like Shakespeare had written "to be or not to be." That is the statement <laughs> instead of the question. You know, like it was so good, and then you just kind of lost it at the end. But no, no, that's well said. Let, let me ask you, Nuno, what are you most excited about right now? The football free agency, the NBA home stretch, including Nets at Sixers tonight, March Madness next week or the Players' Championship in golf this weekend. What is most exciting to you? (laughs) 
<laughs> or I guess the baseball labor negotiations. Definitely, definitely not the baseball labor uh, negotiations. While Hembo was losing his mind, I was enjoying uh, Real Madrid, uh, Paris Saint-Germain yesterday in the Champions League. But I actually am excited about the NCAA tournament. The Knicks stink, even though they've won three in a row. The Giants have no cap space, so that doesn't matter. You know, and I throw on a little golf on the weekends. Who's your team? Who are you rooting for in the college this year? I just want to see anyone other than Duke win. And is Jeff Lebo coaching somewhere? <laughs> he is. Jeff Lebo is part of the Carolina staff, by the way. Oh, well, that's that's not as good. I think they might make it. I, I read uh, some people projecting that by winning that game against Duke, it might put Carolina in. They've lo- they've locked it in. And I don't know if you noticed this earlier on when you went to Bubba. He kept leaning back, trying to uh, hope that you would notice that he was wearing his Fordham uh, sweatshirt because I mean, they have a big game today at uh, ten o'clock. Oh, in a, very uh, nice. It's not accurate at all. I wasn't leaning anywhere, but we. Do have a game at twelve o'clock? Ten o'clock would not make any sense. But yes, if it was ten o'clock, it would be at halftime now. Uh, but okay, fair enough. And, and so of the of the things that are on the table, so you know, Bubba, did you go to Fordham? <laughs> yes, we've, we've gone over this. Like, How is it possible I didn't know that? We've gone over this like thirty times. Every time we have a guest from Fordham, I put on the rundown like you know Fordham legend, like we have Michael Kayon or, or Vince Mike Green or anyone, and then you'll be like. Who went to Fordham? And I we we do this every single time. And then I say I went to Fordham. I put that on there, and then you're like, "Oh, I didn't know that." And then five months later, we'll have Mike Breen on. I'll put Fordham legend, and you'll be like, "No, no, did you go to Fordham?" Like, no, yes, I went to Fordham because you equate Fordham legend yeah. and that's Bubba. why there's a Fordham helmet right there. Every time I'm on on the show, yeah. So I went to Fordham in the Bronx. Okay, yes. Uh, I, I know where Fordham is. <laughs> I know more about Fordham than obviously than I know about you, it turns out. Uh, okay, fair enough. So is that what you're most excited about, watching the Fordham? It's the Rams, right? Are they the Fordham Rams? Yes, they, uh, yes. Uh, what, 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 is that your most exciting thing right now? Well, I guess, uh, yeah. I mean, overall, I just, I'm looking forward to the, I just love the conference tournaments and March Bandits. So I would say that in general, but uh, – Looking forward to the direction of the Fordham program here. We got a new coach, came over from Villanova, so we're, the trajectory is up. So we're looking good here. We're out of the playing game in the A-10, so things are looking up there. But no, I just love this week in general and next week. It's just such a fun week with uh, all right. so many games. At this point, we might as well get the North. The fact that Northwestern had a big win last night, We right? did. We beat Nebraska. Uh, we mean, came from 15 down to beat Nebraska last night and stay alive in the Big Ten tourney oh, wow, in Indy. Nice. We have a 2 o'clock Eastern tip today with Iowa. Bubba, I have to ask you this. I, I recall in years past yeah. you taking off – the Thursday and Friday of opening NCAA tournament weekend. Is that going to apply this year as well? No, nah, I, yeah, sometimes in the past I did take it off. I haven't in recent years, so no, I'll, I'll be here. I'll be here ready to work. Don't you worry. Yeah. So we got to do something special for that for next week. This is a, our first time, you know, since we've sort of really got this show up and rolling now and this group together. Now we, we'll have, uh, we'll do something for March Madness. I don't know what exactly. Obviously, Mike and I did for years, we did those wagers and. Um, I lost pretty much every year. Um, so <laughs> pretty she- much every year. Sheets of integrity, as we call them. So we'll have a little fun with that. We'll figure out a way to do it. I- I'm looking forward to that. You know, I love the golf. So I'm looking forward to watching uh, a lot of the golf this weekend. And then, look, it's just a great moment to be doing a sports talk show. And we're delighted that you're along for the ride. Let me do a couple of quick takes. Greenies takes. All right, so um, we'll run through some of these quickly here. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. So Hembo has put a bunch of questions together. These are the questions he asks our analysts on Get Up. 
And he is now going to ask them to me, and I'll give him the real answers. So here we go. That's the first question. Greeny, uh, Aaron Rodgers is staying. Russell Wilson is going. Carson Wentz is going. So who is the next best available quarterback? Because he's so handsome, I think I will say Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think the right answer is actually Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston has a chance to get it together. Jameis Winston, he's the most talented. I take him ahead of Garoppolo. I take him ahead of um, Trubisky. Trubisky. Trying to think who else is even in this conversation. I I think Jameis Winston is the right answer to that question. Um, I think he's actually, if you're including the players in the draft, I think Winston is better. I don't think either of, I think Winston, if he was in this draft, would be the first quarterback taken easily. So I will say Jameis Winston. Greeny, in the last month, the NFC has lost Tom Brady, Sean Payton, and Russell Wilson. So my question is, which team in that conference is ready to take the next big step? Well, so there were a couple of different directions I could see that going. One of them, I think, would delight you. I think it could be the Eagles. I think the Eagles could be the next team to take a big jump there. A lot of it will depend on how they use their draft picks this year. But I liked what I saw from that coach last year, and I liked what I saw from the young quarterback another year. If he just gets... I don't know what his ceiling is, but if he reaches it, whatever it is, I think they could be much better. I also kind of want to say Minnesota. Hmm. I, I feel like Minnesota has so much talent. Like, they just have so much skill position talent. Um, it's been underutilized. They lost the most ridiculous games you've ever seen in your entire life last year. So there's a part of me that thinks it's one of those two teams. Between Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, which of those two is likelier to win MVP of the league next season? Oh, I think it's Wilson easily because it's a narrative award. I don't expect him to do it, let me be clear. But if he plays great, if he's awesome, and they wind up winning that division, which is certainly not out of the question, if they wind up something like 14-3 and three and, and the one seed, or what, I think he is the favorite because he's a guy who's never gotten a vote. Rodgers would have to rewrite record books, I think, to win the award because he's won in each of the last two years. Rodgers' show-me time is going to come in January, not in any of the months that preceded. So I base this on the fact that I think Rodgers would have to move heaven and earth to even be considered for that award. I will say will Wilson is likelier to win it. Greeny, give me the entire list of teams right now in the AFC that you view as better than the Denver Broncos now that they have Russell Wilson. Hmm. That's a really good one. Is Kansas City definitively better than Denver? Is Cincinnati better than Denver? I'm just going through the divisions in my head. All right, I will say Buffalo is one for sure. I think Buffalo is the best team. Buffalo should have won the Super Bowl this year. I mean, they got to be kicking themselves. Uh, I would think I think Buffalo is definitively better than Denver. I don't know that I can say Cincinnati is definitively better than Denver. I don't know that I can say Kansas City is definitively better than Denver. I don't think Tennessee. Uh, so, did you include the word definitively? I did not. You added that word. Okay. So, if it's just how many are better. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Boy, that's, that's a really tough question. I'm going to need a minute to think about it because um, let, me, let me pause on that thought. I want to come back and actually address that because I, I want to give you a good answer and I need to give a little more thought to it before I can do so. This is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17. We are brought to you by Chase. Coming up next, I will answer that question. And then Kevin Dev- uh, Durant has offered some advice that I only wish he himself would follow. We will dive into that in just a moment. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. All right, so we just did Greeny's takes, and the last question Hembo hit me with was how many teams are better than Denver in the AFC now that the Broncos have Russell Wilson? And it's a very complicated question because if you asked me how many teams are definitively better than them, meaning I can say with some degree of certainty, I think I would stop at one, and that would be Buffalo. Maybe Kansas City, but that would be it. But if you're asking me in a broader sense, like if I had to bet my money on this team or that team to be better, I I just jotted down the candidates. Let's go around the hashtag crew and see where we wind up. All right, so there are, in my opinion, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams worth mentioning in, in, in this discussion. So we'll just go around. I'll say the name of the team and you tell me better than Denver, yes or no. Kansas City, Hembo. Yes. Nuno. Yes. Bubba. Yes. Okay, so that's one. Tennessee, Hembo. No. Bubba. No. Okay, so the no's are going to have it there. Uh, Nuno, what would you say? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, and again, I throw them in here. We don't know who their quarterback is going to be, but they will get one. So I'm projecting them having something like Jimmy Garoppolo or Mitch Trubisky. Are they better than Denver? Hembo. No. Bubba. No. Nuno. Yes. Okay, but the no's have it. The Pittsburgh Steelers, we don't know who their quarterback is going to be. They I, they have, I think, exceptional skill position talent on the offensive side. They have a very good defense. They need a lot of work on the offensive line. Are the Steelers going to be better than Denver? Hembo. No. Nuno. Nope. All right, so the no's are going to have it. Cincinnati, they made the Super Bowl last year. They have money to spend, and they got an offensive line to rebuild if they do that. They feel loaded. Are they better than Denver? Hembo. Yes. Nuno. Yes. Okay, then yeses are going to have it. Bubba, what would you have said? I would agree, yep. Okay, so that's two. The Baltimore Ravens, they were 
ravaged by injury last year. Let's assume that you can't be that unlucky in back-to-back seasons. Lamar Jackson may wind up playing in a contract year. He could be playing for $200 million or something like that. Are the Ravens better than Denver Hembo? Yes. Nuno? Oof. Um, no. Bubba? I think yes. Okay, Bubba's the deciding vote. That's three. The Buffalo Bills, are we all just going to say yes? I yes. would, yes. Yeah, okay. Yep. And then one more, and then I will say New England, with their ability to just grow under Mac Jones and giving Bill the benefit of the doubt and everything else, uh, is New England going to be better than Denver Hembo? No. Nuno? Nope. Uh, okay, and then Bubba, it doesn't matter because there's no. a... So right now, is, is there any team I left out? Like, I, I didn't include, like, the Raiders. I didn't include the Chargers. A lot of people like the Chargers. I do. I cannot buy into that coach. I'm not accepting the Chargers as an answer here. Well, are you sure Am that... Am I the, forgetting anybody? Are you sure that the Broncos' new coach wasn't just, I don't know, propped up by Aaron Rodgers all those years? Are we certain that he can coach? No, I'm not certain of anything. But you used the phrase yesterday, the devil you know versus the devil you don't. The second I see him punt the first time, he's a better coach than Brandon Staley. <laughs> okay. The first punt that they have this season, he's a better coach. Brandon Staley just threw away the playoffs What about year. the Dolphins with the... Their new coach, and they get a quarterback. I'm not. I mean, th- their quarterback is Tua. Am I missing something? Is is that? Do I have that right? Is is there some other thing coming down the pike here that I'm not aware of that that is going to change there? Or is Tua their quarterback? I, guess, I mean, right now, I guess it's Tua. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it remains Tua. I mean, they're saying it's going to be Tua. But for the but... longest time, they were the primary team connected to Deshaun Watson, as we yeah. all know. Well, but they've ruled that out. Correct. Right? They've mm-hmm. basically ruled that out. I also think there is going to be a Brian Flores hangover there, uh, which is to say I think that there are a lot of players who are going to be very put off by that. I think there are going to be players, a combination of the racial piece of this, which I think is very important and is not over. I'm talking to a variety of people. There are other stories that are going to come out about this. And then the piece about the owner offering a million dollars a loss, which is definitely not over, and the league is doing an investigation and everything else. I think there's going to be a hangover from that. I think that is going to be a tough one for the organization. I definitely would not put Miami ahead of Denver right now. So I would say we will say we, we landed on four teams. We think Kansas City, Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Buffalo are better than Denver. So let it be written. Okay, I got one more thing I want to do. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I I played a little bit of this uh, Kevin Durant soundbite earlier. I want to play it a a, a little longer uh, soundbite from him because I think this is interesting. Ben Simmons is going to Philly tonight, and he's going to hear it. That's just the way it is. And I'll repeat myself because we live in 2022, so you have to say stupid things that should go without saying. But if you want to show up at the game tonight and wear out a lung booing Ben Simmons, I am on your side. If I were one of you, I would do the same. Um, that, that is the fans' right and, and, and your role in this, and I got zero issue with it. If you go anywhere beyond that, again, this should go without saying. But if you go anywhere beyond that, you do anything that actually interferes with the game, which is the reason everyone is there, or puts the safety of any human being in jeopardy, then the problem is you. And everyone who knows you knows that. So don't be an idiot and do something like that. Don't think that will be funny or that will be cool or that will get me on TV or any of that. Boo 
Make creative signs, all of that. I'm all for it. That's the fans' place. In it. That's your place. Your place is in those seats. Your place is not down any closer to the action than that. So, again, that should go without saying it doesn't always. So, I mean, we've seen many of these games. LeBron's first game back in Cleveland is probably the most famous. KD himself went back to OKC. They had cupcakes and all the rest of that. So KD giving his new teammate, who's not playing, advice on how to you know, look forward to or anticipate this game. That's one of those things he's going to have to experience for himself. I can't go over there. Nobody's going to hold his hand. I'm sure it's going to be some personal attacks. There's going to be some, you know, something that might, you know, some words that may trigger you as personally. But that's just how fans are. They want to get into our skin. They want to let their voices be heard. You know, I think part of the experience of coming to an NBA game is the heck with some people don't even enjoy basketball. They just like their lives are so that they, they get to just aim it at other people, you know. So it's easy to kind of get that release at a basketball game. So Ben understands that, and I'm um, sure some stuff may be funny. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. But at the end of the day, we realize that life is amazing. We play the game of basketball for a living, and a little bit of trash talk is what it is. Okay. He said a lot, boy. He really said a mouthful there, more than I realized, and I think there's a lot of room to react to it. So why don't I pause on that thought, and we'll come back and we'll do just that. Because he said like three things that I would like to respond to, or or at least that I have thoughts on that I think are really interesting. So I'm going to pause on that thought. We'll come back. We'll do that. We also have Bubba's Who You Got. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, this is Greeny on ESPN Radio. We'll get back to KD in a second, but this is the part of the show where we ask Nuno to select a soundbite, and we will hear it, and we will all react to it. So the big night tonight is in Philly, where the Nets will be there, Ben Simmons' return, etc. Anthony Gargano is a sports talk show host in Philly. He's a host on 97.5 The Fanatic. I have a long history with Anthony Gargano that we can talk about if we want to. But here's what he had to say about the return of Ben Simmons. I think Ben, because Ben left for no reason. Lance and the organization fell out, right? And and he wanted out. And he was never, truthfully, Wentz was never really an East Coast guy. But Ben was was supposed to be the savior of that franchise. He was the face of the process until Joel got healthy and moved him out. Imagine, this town, please shoot the ball, Ben. They're begging him to shoot the ball. Now now the beer comes in, and he's their dream. It's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> and they're going to win a chip. So th- that's Anthony Gargano. And, and um, so that's the perspective. Would you say that basically sums up the way people in Philly are feeling? Absolutely. And I want to... I wanna- debunk a myth and that myth is that Philadelphia has long hated or wanted to push Ben Simmons out the door before he passed up that shot and before the, all you know all the stuff went down in the spring and summer Ben Simmons was as enabled and apologized for an athlete as we have ever had and so the fact that he in effect turned his back on us immediately seeming and, and had no sort of interest in moving on in Philadelphia we were done with him like he, he became 
Benedict Arnold. He became Judas Iscariot. Ben Simmons was, was, there was people like myself were saying, no, we shouldn't trade that guy for James Harden one year ago. And so for him to cower in fear the way he did in that playoff series and then, and then sort of shrivel all summer long with all the nonsense, it rubbed us the wrong way in such, a, in such a way that I don't know that there's ever been an athlete. And this includes T.O. in my fandom as a, as a Philadelphia person whom I've hated more than Ben Simmons over that period of time. Who's, who's on that list? Who, who is the, the Philly? Who do the Philly fans hate the most? It's Simmons and who else? Um, well, amongst our own, you mean? No, just in general. Like, who are oh. the most hated people in Philly? Well, Chipper Jones was always someone that we hated I mean, no one compares to Ben Simmons, but Chipper Jones was obviously um, was on that list. I mean, a- any Cowboys quarterback, Eli Manning was hated, although we, we beat <laughs> him Cowboys more often the, <laughs> than not. We hated Mike Schmidt for a while for some reason. He's yes. like one of the best guys the we The greatest ever third baseman of all time. But Ben Simmons takes the cake. Ben's, the reaction Ben Simmons is going to get tonight in Philadelphia is unlike anything you've ever seen. Any Cowboys quarterback is an excellent answer. (laughs) We continue in 15 seconds. All right, we got a lot of stuff left to do before we run for the day. We're going to get to Bubba's Who You Got in just a couple minutes. But I I, I wanted, we we just played you a soundbite from Kevin Durant a couple of minutes ago. And I hadn't realized, I I had sort of read the quotes or read about them, but I hadn't heard it. Until we just heard it together on the air. And I think there's much more to react to there than I had anticipated. So I want to spend an extra minute on this. So Kevin Durant was talking about what Ben Simmons should be expecting tonight in Philly and what the expectation is in general. And we've had these um, unwelcome homecoming games in the NBA. They've become you know part of the sport in this era of players moving around as they do. And the most famous of them, again, was LeBron going back to Cleveland. And KD himself has had that game when he went back to Oklahoma City. And so Simmons is going to get roundly booed and all the rest of that. We, we, we talked about this. But then he said a few other things. He said, there are people in those stands sometimes at basketball games who don't even care about basketball. They're just there to boo and heckle because, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but because their lives are not happy and they want to take it out on other people. Am, am, I, am I correctly yes, um, he characterizing? Said their lives are so bleep. They're so uh, crappy. That's, right. that's the, that was the exact term he used. And when he said that, you seemed very put off by that. Why were you put off by that? Yeah, because the reason Philadelphia is going to boo Ben Simmons like crazy tonight is not because any of our lives stink or because any of us are unhappy or because any of us don't like basketball. It's because we love basketball so much so that we've earned the right to go to that game and do that very thing um, because that's as much our privilege as a fan, as it is to go cheer my own team on. That's fair. That's fair tonight. But when KD and the Nets are just used, I'm just making up a city now, when they're in San Antonio and there are fans, there's at least one fan chanting or yelling really awful things at KD. I'm not even talking about crossing the line stuff. I don't mean racial things or things, but I just mean just basically wearing him out with nastiness, not just boo, but like nastiness. Where does that come from? Does that, is it unreasonable to say that there is some truth in what KD is saying? Now, I haven't made my living covering sports in a long time. It's, it's been quite a while. But I did spend seven years on the road, and the primary sport I covered was the NBA. And the NBA is a 
place. It is by the, by the nature of the setup of the sport where the fans are most connected to the players. Even in baseball, the, the people right in the front in baseball, you know, can have some interaction with the players. But in a basketball arena, like the players can hear you now, almost no matter where, you know, you could be sitting in, in a lot of different places. And I remember hearing all kinds of crazy things. And I would say that while that might not be something Kevin Durant wants to say out loud, or it may not benefit him to say it out loud, I do think there's truth to it. I do think that there is an element of people releasing their frustration that stems from other things, not necessarily because their lives are bad. It can come from anything. But one of the ways that we now do it, go sit at a football game sometime and tell me if you don't see and hear this, is you, you drink a bunch of beers or whatever it is that might be your thing to drink, and you sit there and you just yell things at, at professional athletes that you've never met that you would not yell at your worst enemy. If someone came to your house and, 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 and invited your wife out for if someone just stole your, I don't even know, use this as an example, if, whatever the worst thing someone could do to you is, you might not say to that person the things that fans routinely yell at professional athletes why is that there are probably a million different reasons it's kind of become a little bit of the game we all play right like that's the fans role in all of this and I think for the most part the players kind of laugh it off it is their job to ignore the overwhelming majority of it but I I think that while it might not be particularly beneficial I think to KD to say that out loud I think there is real truth to it so I don't disagree with what you just said, Hembo, which is to say, um, in this particular instance, there is a cause and effect. Simmons did what he did, and thus he's going to be treated the way he's going to be treated. But I think there's some truth to what he says. Let me just get a quick take on this from Nuno before we do who you got. Because, you know, Nuno, we joke about this, but you are like you are the, the stereotypical um, you know, angry fan, you have a nasty thing to say about everybody. When I ask you who you want to win something, your first answer is, well, anybody but Duke. Or, or whatever it might be. So you're always rooting against people as much as you're rooting for anyone. So what do you think? Do you think there is some truth to what KD said? There is. I think he said, like, and we play uh, that whole presser, like, he was great. Like, there was a lot of things he said that I agreed with him on, like, the dynamic of fans and things like that. He loses me when he goes to their lives are so bleep. Mm. That's why they're there. Like, yeah, people push the line and, and oh, go over the line. But I think for the most part, most fans, especially tonight where you're spending four or five grand to get into that uh, arena, like, uh, like, I don't think you're going there because your life is that miserable and you just want to boo Ben Simmons. Yeah. Misery comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes. And um, you can be you could have a lot of money and be very miserable. But 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 your point is well taken. That's the part he shouldn't have said out loud. Like that, that that's the, you, you shouldn't say that if you're if you're coming to an arena to boo players, it's because your life is terrible. There are a lot of reasons why you might be doing it beyond that. Anyway, I don't want to take up the rest of our time because we've got to do who you got. But I, I thought that was interesting. I'm very interested to see what happens tonight. OK, next piece of business. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? All right, who you got means it is time for Bubba, who has put together a series of questions for me. Bubba, as some of you uh, may know, 
before he got into his career here in radio production, Bubba was actually, uh, he had a career in the CIA. He would uh, ask the questions uh, for lie detector tests. So he knows better than anybody how to ask provocative and meaningful questions. So he will do that to me right now, and I will have to give him answers whether I'm ready or not. Bubba, take it away. All right. Who you got? Brought to you by Granger and Carson Wentz is back in the NFC East. So where do you rank him in the division? Who you got? When you see rank him amongst the four starting quarterbacks? Absolutely. Is it possible to say he's second? <laughs> Obviously, he's... Well, the Eagles chose Jalen Hurts over him, right? So, you can't, I guess we can't really, in, in, in any reasonable way, put him ahead of Jalen Hurts. Dak goes in a different category. That goes without saying. Would you rather have... Nuno, would you rather have Carson Wentz or Daniel Jones? Uh, Give me Daniel Jones. I know what Carson Wentz is right now. Okay, all right. Hambo, would you rather have Carson Wentz or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. And twice on Sunday. (laughs) It's the most important day. (laughs) (laughs) Not to him. Bubs, where would you put him? Are we going to put him fourth? Are we putting him fourth in the NFC East? A a division where we never stop talking about how no one has a quarterback. Are we going to say he's the worst one? Bubs? I think we might have to. I. Is he going behind Daniel Jones? The Colts just gave him. Although Daniel Jones might not even be. Is he worse than Mitch Trubisky? (laughs) Well, he isn't in the division yet. If if Trubisky comes in the division, then we'll have that conversation then. But as of this moment, the four quarterbacks in that division are Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, and now Wentz. Is Wentz fourth? The Colts chose no quarterback (laughs) instead of Carson Wentz. He is whatever. Best quarterback, you know, yeah. uh, option you have. Yeah, we w- you can either have Wentz or you can have no one. I will take no one. Thank you very much. I'll take no one for 500, Alex. All right, I'm going to say fourth. Heck with it. I'm saying fourth. I'm, I'm going to say that by the time this season is over, we'll say fourth, in large part because I think that Daniel Jones will no longer be the quarterback of the Giants. I think Mitch Trubisky will. Bubba, what's next? All right, who will have more pressure on them this year, Frank Reich with another quarterback or Carson Wentz with another team? Oh, it's Wentz, and it's in a landslide. Uh, Reich just got a big contract extension, didn't he? Yeah, he and the GM. What, what, it's like six years six or years. something, right? Mm-hmm. So Reich is, comparatively speaking, under no pressure. Um, it doesn't mean he's not under any pressure, obviously, but he's not under Carson Wentz. This is it. I thought Indy was it, but now this is clearly it. Carson Wentz's lot in life will be to be a backup quarterback for the rest of his career if this doesn't go well. And I think this the the, the deck is stacked against him right now, based on the team he's going to and some of the other circumstances. So I, I think that the pressure on Carson Wentz exceeds that of not only Frank Reich, but almost anyone else in the league. Greeny on ESPN Radio with Who You Got, Bubba, next. All right, apart from just becoming a full-time model, what's the best fit for Jimmy G right now? Who you got? See, he's so handsome that, like, we had this conversation earlier in the show, for those of you just joining us. Hambo stated for the record that he believes that Jimmy Garoppolo's worth and value as a player is overstated and overrated because of his handsomeness. And I kind of agree. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the best fit? I'm going to say Pittsburgh because I think Pittsburgh is the best team. Um, Absent the quarterback, who's better Pittsburgh or the Colts? I think Pittsburgh, but the Colts division is much more winnable. That's true, but you don't have to win your division to win the Super Bowl. You have to get in the, you have to be good. Like I, I get that Cincinnati and the Rams won their divisions, and that, and that, but they were four seeds. I'm going to say 
I'm going to say Pittsburgh. I'm going to say the Steelers. If, if, if the idea is where could Jimmy G make his next deep playoff run, I'll buy into Tomlin and some of the other pieces can, there. Can I give you one more option? Yeah. How about Tampa? No. Tampa's not a better option than Pittsburgh. No. I like Pittsburgh better. Huh. I think Tampa's about to fall apart. I think you're going to find out just how important Tom Brady Even was Even in that there. division? Yeah. Um, doesn't mean they won't win the division, but I don't see them having any chance of doing. I, I think. I think if New Orleans gets a quarterback, I think you watch out for them a little bit here. Um, I mean, I, I actually think I'm going to say the best fit for Jimmy G is where he is. I don't think this is on the list of options, but I think the best team he could be the quarterback of is San Francisco. But since I don't think that's on the list of options, I will say the Pittsburgh Steelers. I am hopelessly devoted to Mike Tomlin. Bubba, what's next? So how important is tonight's Nets 76ers game? Who you got? I think it is both very important and completely meaningless, which is to say, obviously, no one regular season NBA game. It's not important to the extent that the winner of this game is assured of going deeper in the playoffs or anything else, which is all that really matters. But I think it is an important litmus test for both, which is to say, I think we will learn a lot. I think we will learn about all the players involved and how they're going to handle moments like this. This is going to be the closest thing to a, a you know a game six of a playoff series that any of them are going to have until they're actually in one. Um, I think to see KD and Kyrie together, and they're only going to have four more games with Kyrie the rest of this season is important. I think to see Harden, do we think Harden goes nuts? And I actually do think there is something to be said. I think it is smart of them to put Simmons on the bench in this game. I wish he was playing, and he should be. You think it's smart? I think it is smart to let at least some of this vitriol get out of your system now. There is plenty stored up. I have no doubt of that. But there's never anything quite like the first time. Let me ask you a question. Do, are you a coffee guy? Can't, no, you not. don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Who on this staff, Nuno or, or Bubba, are you big coffee guys? Yes, sir. Okay. Do you do you like a specialty coffee? Do you go to Starbucks in the no, morning no, and no, get no. a coffee? No, coffee. Just regular coffee? Yeah, regular coffee. All right. All right. Then I can't ask you this question uh, I, I got no time for latte, skim, soy, you, two shots of this. You don't have time for it? No, no, it's I mean, too, what, uh, what are you so busy doing that you just, don't have time for them to make you a skim, soy, latte with two shots? Milk? <laughs> yeah, you're doing skim and soy, by the way. That's a very milky. Bubba, do you drink coffee? I don't even know. No, I don't at all. Okay, what, what kind of weird collection of people am I working with here? No need. Too busy. All right. <laughs> well, here's what I will say. I enjoy a latte. My order is what my order is. I get a venti oat milk latte, no foam, extra hot. Are you really into the oat milk? I love the is that, oat milk. Is that a new thing? No. Well, it's new by my standards. In the, in the scheme of things, it's new. It's delicious. Here's what I will say. And anyone listening to me who, who is a coffee person, this kind of coffee person, will know what I mean. The first sip of that thing every day, every single day, is so delicious and so delightful that it, it's just incredible. And no other sip tastes like that. There's no, once you get to the second sip, it's still good. But there's nothing like that first sip. And that's what tonight is going to be. The fans are going to go in on Ben Simmons. He is their venti, skim, oat milk, all, all, the, all the lattes, extra shot, put some whipped cream on it, whatever it is you want. Tonight is that night. The next time he comes just won't be the same. 
I'm not saying they won't be lying there for him. I'm not saying it won't still be ugly. It won't be the same for them, and it won't be the same for him. He will have already experienced it at least once. No, because he's not going to play. Every time he touches the ball next time, he's going to hear it. I it'll be worse. I think it's easier it'll to play. It'll be worse. No, I think it'll be better. I think this is actually a smart thing to do. Uh, Bubba, you got any more? Yep, who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. And on Tuesday night, I went out and ventured to see the Batman. And while it was incredibly long, way too long, it was it was pretty good. It was okay. It could have been two hours. Two hours would have been fine. How long was it? It's, it's almost three hours. Okay. It's, it's, it was way too long. It, it would have been a quality two-hour movie. The question for you is, what's your favorite superhero movie who you got it's a good question and i'm I'm very glad that you quantified or qualified batman as a superhero which he clearly obviously is um it's a good question my batman has always been my favorite superhero i grew up on the batman tv series which i love so adam west will always be my batman i'll tell you what i thought was a genuinely great movie the joaquin phoenix joker movie my son, who is an aspiring actor, loved that, loves that movie. He won the Oscar for that. Did you see it, Hembo? No. Did you see it, Bob? I did. I thought it was okay. I mean, I thought it was really well acted, but yeah. I didn't think that. I thought the movie was okay. I really I mean, Phoenix it. was unbelievable. But. I, I don't see that many uh, superhero movies. So of the ones that I can think of, I think I'd put that at the top. Am I forgetting something obvious? I mean, like, the most else? obvious one that everyone always goes to was The Dark Knight. You know, the, the Batman one with, Batman with Heath, series, Heath Ledger, yeah. um, you know, he did before he died. That was probably the one most people go to. I, I like, you know, again, it's a totally different thing. It's more kitschy. I liked the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. I, I Those thought, are classic. I thought Superman 2 was a really good movie. I mean, he's spinning the world the, the yeah. opposite direction. That's a pretty, that's pretty to, impressive. To give you an answer, I will say The Joker. All right, well done. Uh, that's all the time that we have for that. Uh, so, who, real, real quickly, around the horn, Nuno, who wins tonight, Nets or Sixers? Nets. Bubba, who wins tonight? Nets. Hemba, who wins tonight? Philadelphia. All of us. All, all of us. <laughs> all of us win. The city is the winner regardless of the outcome of the basketball game. Mm-hmm. Right, we will see. It should be fun to watch. We'll be back and better than ever breaking it down on Get Up tomorrow and then right back here again on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.